This is Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And on this week's episode, we will be reviewing Dear Evan Hansen. I don't have any use for it! I don't have any bloody use for it! No. We are not reviewing Dear Evan Hansen, but we are doing somewhat of like a, a fall movie preview. Not even just sort of a preview of the movies coming out, but... We'll give you an idea of some of the episodes, some of the movies, some of the shows we're probably going to be reviewing this fall um, into December. So um, there's some good stuff coming out, and I feel like we were kind of in a lull with just no new releases, and now we're getting some good stuff. I know we talked about it a little last week, Dave, but we're kind of getting back to our roots with uh, the earlier days of the show. Just the lineup we have going forward, it, it is a lot, and... In a little, in a way, it's a little overwhelming just because of how much there is and how much little time there is to, to review it all. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I wasn't really expecting a lot of these movies to come out. I know we get a mix of, uh, you know, some of these like HBO day and date release movies, but then we also have like Venom, which was kind of on the fence about whether it was going to come out now or they were going to push it back to January. And they still can push it back. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's been pushed back like what two times now. It's been pushed back a couple times, yeah. But that'll be our next episode, so I'm excited to do that. So, how's everyone's week been? Not too bad. Yeah. I mean, Monday, a little disappointing, but... Yeah, Monday. Oh, but that game was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Just not, you know, all the hype surrounding it, and then just to get to that was... Mm -hmm. You see, like, like, what I'm telling myself is I was going into this season unemotionally attached because I knew that it was just going to be bad. And I didn't know when it was going to be bad. I didn't expect it to be bad like from the get-go like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think beating the, the worst team in football week one probably wasn't doing anybody any favors either. You think it like built our confidence up a little too much? But we, we gave the 49ers a, a fight for it, and they're like one of the best teams in football right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I was watching that game Monday. I only stayed until the first like couple minutes into the, the third quarter just to see if they were going to turn it around, and they didn't. So I mean, the the Fletcher Cox in the beginning and the crawl, like that was a highlight for me, and then after that it was just mm-hmm. <laughs> him doing the crawl was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a highlight on YouTube, like and someone just puts like 12, 15-second clips. The one that was like, it's like Fletcher Cox, like fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be funny. See, what I hate is like I feel like when we're playing bad and we like score a touchdown, like I don't. I don't like it when they do things like that. It's I don't like, like when the defenses like go and they like do like they all run to like the camera in the end zone and mm-hmm. do like a pose there. Like, I think that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year when they were doing like the uh, electric slide and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff was funny, but like, yeah, yeah. this one, the one, like a bunch of them got down on their knees. They were doing the <laughs> army crawl, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like there are some games where it's like they do stuff like that, and we're down by like 20 points. It's just you like see well, a, that's like you know they they do that, and then it's like they play the way that they do yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah, I like uh, this year. Kyler Murray from the Cardinals is doing the uh, Baby Yoda pose in the end zone. What is that? <laughs> they they sits Indian style. I'm like, oh, like holds his like his fingers up like this. <laughs> like he's meditating. Yeah, they get creative with those things. Oh, that's probably when he was on the rock. Yeah. In the uh the, Right. The, the one where yeah. Boba Fett shows up. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out soon. Yeah. Book I I saw it's coming out later than I was expecting. It's I was hoping d- that would at least come out before Christmas. It's the day Hawkeye ends. Is that it starts. Okay. So like Hawkeye will have its last episode that day and that'll have its premiere. Is that gonna be on a Wednesday? Yeah, that's a Wednesday that yeah. day. 
I, I miss these shows premiering on Fridays. I do too, but I, I always would watch it no matter what day of the week on Saturday mornings hungover. Like Loki yeah, was on Wednesdays and I would watch wait till mm-hmm. Saturday to watch it. I re- I've ca- I've gone behind in what if. Me but, too. I'm like three episodes behind. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched. Yeah, the zombies one was the last one I watched. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a single episode of it. Yeah. That would be a good, like, if you just binge those, that would be That's what I'm good. wondering of just doing. Like, just yeah. binging. But I, don't, I, I saw a lot of cool stuff about this new one, so I yeah. want to see it. That is one thing where, like, I don't really mind getting spoiled by that show. Um, yeah, neither do I. So I, I've seen, like, the stuff that happens in the past. Like, you couple. don't have to watch episode three to continue season f- episode four. You can just watch them, like, yeah, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty open. I, I'm getting there's the like, sense that they like, might start connecting. There's but. like an overarching thing that I think happens is like a slow progression in each of the episodes. Yeah. I, I think it kind of comes to a head in the episode that came out today. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. The episode that came out today is interesting. It's if um, I think it's if Luke if Ultron gets the Infinity Stones instead of Thanos. Yeah, I think it's like what if Ultron won. Yeah, but it looks like it's like Vision. It looks like he probably merges with Vision. Yeah. That zombie one was <laughs> vision in that one. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was a good. I like that episode. That w- that might have been my favorite so far. I um, have enjoyed it. It's been good, definitely. So, uh, so with that said, anything else we want to talk about before we jump into the beer? Or? No, I can't think of anything. I know, you, I know, we're starting off the uh, Matt's honeymoon series mm-hmm. with, with this beer, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so for our honeymoon, we went to Maine. So we, we stopped in Portland for a couple days. And uh, we went to this brewing company up there, which is a pretty well-known shipyard. Most people will know them for their pumpkin head ale, which I'm sure we're going to do for our Halloween episode this fall. And, uh, yeah, so Have it's we decided it's what we're doing cool... for, the, for Halloween? Like the, the Halloween? Are we doing... I mean, we did the retrospect last year. Mm-hmm. Are we doing... Like all the Halloween Halloween movies this year. I, uh, I forgot to tell you guys. Aiden asked if we want to do a collaboration with his like cinephiles podcast, mm-hmm. so we can do another episode with him for Halloween. He proposed like doing something for Halloween. Oh, that'd be cool. He said he has idea. I told him we were maybe planning on doing the new Halloween kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he said he has some ideas too. He hasn't sent them to me yet though. Okay. But I gotta tell him that you know if we're in. Yeah, I mean, I would be down to do that. I mean. Like I said, I mean, I think on the books we have Halloween Kills, but that's not, like, set in stone, so... Right. We can always... Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that'd be We cool. could run her by the producers. Yeah. But, yeah, no, nah, so, you know, obviously we're into pretty much, like, fall weather now, but I figure, you know, just do a, a summery ale, and also because this is the only shipyard beer I still have from the honeymoons. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean... Looks interesting. Yeah, it's it's good. It's cool, and that's a that was a cool brewery. I mean, I've gotten their beers before. Um, they have like this blueberry ale that I feel like people are pretty familiar with, um, and then I think they're really known for that like pumpkin ale. But yeah, no. Nah, so this is a shipyard summer ale, and uh, it is good. I've had it. So well, thank you for at least getting a can. This is being a can. being courtesy. Yeah, I mean being courteous to. Mm-hmm. So to the platform we have going on. Yeah, we couldn't do another bottle. Push credit beer crack. So, cheers. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. Yeah, this is definitely a summer beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's real nice. <laughs> yeah, it's got a summery flavor to it. I like the artwork too. On yeah, the, uh, I do too. I was about to mention it too. It looks very nautical with the uh, with the compass and the 
and the and the map kind of backgrounds mm-hmm. blue and yellow are definitely like summer colors yeah there's like a compass in the background i like that oh i like the lobster sitting on the beach chair holding mm-hmm. the the beer that's cool so i'm trying to look at this so it says this pairs perfectly with lobster um i guess that's another beer sandals sandals and an umbrella so it's it's a beachy beer yeah we're right yeah it says summer is a state of mind and this was brewed to fuel it a clean crisp american wheat ale offering refreshing notes of citrus and honey i could definitely taste the citrus in this mm-hmm. but shipyard summer ale every day is a beach day see Man, I, I gotta tell you it was 60 degrees today i was wishing it was like a beach day today it was a beach day yeah. it felt nice though it was like nice and sunny and breezy but it felt really nice like, today. i had to break out the jeans and the yeah sweatshirt today yeah 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 i'm, I'm, li- I'm liking that weather starting up soon it's pretty cold. Getting cold in the mornings. Oh, it's freezing. Yeah, going to the gym at like 6 in the morning. Yeah. It was hitting like close to 50, 40 degrees. Yeah. Did you see what they had on that one TV this morning? The one over by the uh, ellipticals had Mr. Meaty on. Holy chips. No, it didn't. Were we just like talking about that show on the podcast? Did we bring Mr. Meaty up during our last episode? The Nicktoons? I think we were still recording. Yeah. It probably came up around the cat scratch discussion. I'm telling that was a. I mean, this is not our Nicktoons episode, but just like the late 2000s was just a weird time for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Outside of like their like Drake and Josh iCarly stuff, just like their cartoons. Were you just, see, I wonder what the perspective would be like from someone that was like seven, eight, nine going mm-hmm. into like the late 2000s. We we have someone here that can attest yeah, to that. Yeah, Mr. Media was terrifying it still is but. that that show looked like what your dreams look like if they never render properly <laughs> it's just like I, just like the the craftsmanship that went into like making those puppets and writing those episodes like i i don't know i think kindergarten arts and crafts could do a better job yeah i mean they're scary looking puppets yeah, some but. weird imagination definitely went into making some of those. Yeah. Edibles. <coughs> Possibly edibles. I'm trying to wonder what kind of edibles they had. Yeah. I don't think it's so far to go as like something... It's definitely not like an acid trip, but... Yeah, I don't know. Well, we know it was definitely was not a shipyard summer ale because this is actually kind of refreshing. This is good. And I was going to say with... The description reading it from the back, when I was drinking this, there was always like a little like something that I could never like. So I was like, all right, I taste like a little like fruitiness, but I was never sure like what else. And then it says refreshing notes of citrus and honey. So maybe it's the honey. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like I kind of get the honey a little bit. I feel yeah. like it's not, I could it's definitely not taste the different. citrus. Mm. You know what I was going to ask? Have we ever done a monkey on this podcast? Like one of the victory monkeys? No, I, I, I think we're doing a, a Merry Monkey for Christmas this year, though, because we did Mad Elf before COVID. I think did we, we did. Okay. You did we Merry Monkey last year. Did I we think. do? Yeah, we did. I, I think it was during one of our Zoom episodes. Right, so it was probably, you, yeah, I don't yeah, know if only right. one of us had it. We should yeah. do them. I've, I've never had any. Of, I've had, I've never had Golden Monkey, but I've had like the, mm. I think, Tart or Sour. I've had one of them. Okay. I was going to say maybe McGruber Fest, but um, no, nah, we, 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 we have some plant lamb from McGruber Fest yeah. already. Definitely. That show, I think, is going to come out soon. And maybe if we get BTC back on the show, maybe we can have some Golden Monkey with him. What the fuck? He's probably a good person to have it with. <laughs> yeah. I listened to that. He's back from, he's back from his uh, 
voyage. I heard that, yeah. I, I was watching some of his YouTube videos. I saw the one where he was in Baltimore and he was in with North or South Carolina for a little bit. Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah. I'd love to get him on and talk about it, the trip. Well, maybe when we run through the movies, maybe we'll be like, that's a good one for him to, to jump on, you know? I think maybe uh, our episode for Encanto. I was thinking that, yeah. Or maybe House of Gucci. I was House of Gucci. I was oh, the last duel, maybe. Throw him on for that. <laughs> this episode's going off the rails. So let's let's rate these beers and then let's just jump into it. All right. Yeah, I give this a um, a four point three. Hmm. Okay. Out of five, because you know five is really good and yeah, one's dishwater. I'm gonna give this a four. Four out of five. I like it. I mean, it's. I think when I. Th- I definitely like like Victory Summer Ale a little better and like Sam Adams Summer Ale, but this is good. Again, like I think maybe it's just there's like a little bit of like an aftertaste to this beer that I'm just not like crazy about, but I think it's good. You see, I think this is a, a, a one that's really good for like, a six pack. You could I could definitely see getting a six pack and sit on the beach with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like a lot of these summer ales, like you can sit on a beach and have these. It's not like heavy craft beer. Yeah, I think I would definitely go four for this one. It's not my favorite, but it's a solid beer, mm-hmm. and I would re- I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, and we're gonna be doing the pumpkin one for the Halloween mm-hmm. episode coming up. Yeah. And uh, just our normal PSA: Don't drink and drive. It's it's not cool. Mister Meaty wouldn't do it. Yeah, Mister Meaty definitely would not mm-hmm. encourage it. So, let's jump into it. It's yeah, two so big we- ones. Two big ones, for sure. And I keep forgetting about the one. Mm-hmm. So what we got? So first up, we have uh, The Many Saints of Newark, the Warner Brothers prequel for The Sopranos. Uh, it'll be hitting HBO Max and in theaters this Friday. I am really excited for this one. They've mm-hmm. been playing all The Sopranos on HBO. And I, I finished the show a little over a year ago. And, like, this movie, I mean, I think this movie's kind of sat on the shelf a little bit. So, that was, like, I wanted to finish the show before seeing this movie. And, obviously, with COVID, I had a lot of extra time to do that. But Mm -hmm. I think this movie looks really good. And I've heard really good things. I was going to say, reviews for this movie, I have seen that look pretty good. Do you think it's worth seeing in theaters or HBO? So, I texted John. And I was like, I feel like I'm picking and choosing what I want to see. But, like, this is a movie where, like, if it's available on HBO, I'm, like, I'm going to watch it on HBO. Versus, like, something like Dune, where, like, Dune I do want to see in a movie theater. Right. But This is one, I think, for me, where it's, like, if I really want to watch it and I'm home, then I'll just watch it on HBO Max. But if, like, I have the opportunity to go and see it in the theater, like, I, I would do that. Mm-hmm. The marketing's, like, interesting. Like, I feel like it's not going to be so much like a Tony Soprano origin story, but I feel like that's what people like want to see mm-hmm. but i think it's going to have more a lot more to it than that yeah and i was going to say i mean i feel like because so i'd never finished the sopranos i'm like they did a weird thing like breaking bad did that last season where they broke it up. it's like one season but it's broken up into parts so i'm halfway through like the first part but i remember like i, I started this show way back like in college and i remember it dickie Moltisanti, who's um Oh, what's Alessandra Nivola? Nah, with the oh, cousin Christopher. Christopher, that's him. Yeah. yeah, 
Christopher's dad, right? Right. But I remember they talked about him a lot in the beginning of the show, and I feel like they didn't talk him as much like later on. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of like iconic stuff I think that'll be in this mm-hmm. movie. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 excited for it. Yeah, it looks good. Do you think it's risky for a show as iconic as The Sopranos to do a prequel? Like, when is, do you think prequels like better or worse than? The originality of, of something. I mean, I, I think the only the latest success I can think of is probably Better Call Saul with Breaking Bad, because mm-hmm. that's hasn't just good to beat. And that's at one point was one of yeah. the best shows on TV, at that's, least rated. That's just as good as Breaking Bad. Like, um, so but do you think like doing it as a movie will hold up? I think so. I mean, it, it is such a big fan base, and I feel like not even that, but I feel like most of the people that were involved in the show are in the movie. Um, like you have Alan Taylor, who's the director. I know he directed a ton of, ton of Sopranos episodes, and then I know like David Chase is like pretty like heavily involved in the movie too. So yeah, I think I, I would I would rather see a prequel for a lot of things as opposed to like a sequel. Like if something's mm-hmm. established and's been done for like five plus years, I'd rather see a prequel to it than you yeah. Know. Now what about a crossover? Like could you see this crossover with the uh, Venus and Cerulean Williams movie with Will Smith? king richard yeah yeah we'll save that for king richard <laughs> i have high hopes for that <laughs> um and then what we also got venom coming out this weekend too yeah so we just watched that clip that carnage which is like a three mm-hmm. minute clip so yeah probably about a solid you know 20 percent of this 90 mm-hmm. minute movie yeah yeah that's true and y- you guys liked the first venom a lot more than i did i feel um, I, I gotta see it again, and like I really want to before yeah. seeing this. But like I, I, turn, I, I turn only on FX on Tuesdays. It's always on. It's always on. <laughs> I think they stopped playing. I was looking for it on the app. But they probably stopped playing it. Yeah. It's probably a marketing. They know. <laughs> they know people will pay to rent it now. Pay to rent. Probably. Yeah. See, my one of my issues I had with the first Venom was I feel like it didn't get great reviews, and then but like I feel like a lot of like fans liked it, and they were just like, well, it's just this like crazy like. I feel like they like just did a big reversal where they were like, well, it's just this crazy like '90s action movie, and then people were like, oh, it's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I personally, I did, I didn't like the first Venom, so I, I stay away from reviews a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really, I rarely look at reviews because it just taints your um, perspective going into something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think you and I could attest that Hall Pass is probably one of the funniest movies we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think like critics ever were like raving raving about it like like we are. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have those things. And I think Hall Pass is like a is I mean Venom Let There Be Carnage is like a loose sequel to Hall Pass, right? <laughs> it's a prequel. Venom Let There Be Coakley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we had to do a Hall Pass episode. We should, yeah. <laughs> you gotta see cool. it, John. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I finally was able gonna to watch it. it soon. Um, but yeah, let there be carnage. I mean, John, you brought this up. One thing I'm excited for with it is like Andy Circus directing. I think that's like a pretty cool choice. Yeah, just as far as like the motion capture. I mean, mm-hmm. like we just watched that clip. I think the effects look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, carnage looks really cool. And mm-hmm. except, I mean, the only thing that is getting me turned off is a TV spot where Venom is like DJing in a, in a nightclub. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that's got me a little bit worried about it. I was getting like Iron Man two vibes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which wasn't good. 
I think but, reviews come out for this tomorrow. So like, okay. usually that's like a bad sign. Like if stuff doesn't come out for yeah. like a movie like till the day before release. But think- I think this is, could be more in the interest of spoilers. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of junk Tony Stark now, like fighting Rhodey with another one bites dust in the background, <laughs> peeing in his Iron Man suit. <laughs> But you know what else I haven't been crazy about with the marketing for this? I always hate it where, like, they get, like, Twitter reactions from people, and they're, like, you know, like... I think fans are probably... Like, I mean, obviously there was, like, a pre, like you know, pre-screenings for Venom. Like, I think a lot of critics have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that and No Time to Die yeah. had a lot of screenings this week. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, I think it was mostly fan screen, Which, like, fans that go to those are going to want to see it. Like, oh, yeah, not. definitely. And especially if they say, like, tell people about this movie, like, you're going to want people to talk positively about it. Right. So. But, and then, I mean, that's a good segue, too. I mean, anything else we want to say about Venom, or? I mean, we're probably going to be doing an episode about it, so I. Yeah. Probably save all the uh, what-ifs about Mm -hmm. the future with the MCU and stuff like that for that episode, but. I don't know, I mean, I, I like what Sony does with, with their villains. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the spots that Marvel really struggles with is developing their villains mm-hmm. outside of Thanos. They, they, Thanos is really good, though. They did, yeah. But they, they did small pieces over mm-hmm. movies, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting, because I feel like at least what Sony's trying to do now is I feel like what they were doing with, like, the amazing Spider-Man, like, Andrew Garfield's, where I mean we talked about it before, like they were just throwing everything. Oh my like, god! Sinister yeah. Six movie and um, I think the blueprint for what not to do is probably Spider Man Three, the Sam Raimi one. Mm-hmm. That tr- that's true too. <laughs> yeah, what not to do? But I I mean like we're getting Morbius, which I guess people want to see. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing like all the TED talks out there, the cash, and just like. Me trying to convince my dad to kill the spider that's in my bathroom. It's just like <laughs> Topher Grace on the wall. You don't, you hate the spider. Uh, I hate the spider. <laughs> God. <laughs> just laughing. Oh, but so yeah, we'll see what Sony does. They got some things. Uh, they got some things coming up. They got a big year this year with uh, Spider Man No Way Home coming out too. But uh, you know, I mean, the week after we got No Time to Die, which is. I feel like a very delayed James Bond movie. We're supposed to get this in like April 2019. I, I was thinking this morning. I was thinking this morning. I think the most like delayed. This is like the last of the most delayed movies. Like the furthest. Like so it was A Quiet Place Part 2, Black yeah. Widow, and this. Mm-hmm. Like these were like three of the next like high profile blockbusters right before everything shut down. Yeah. And after No Time to Die, we'll finally have, you know, seen them all. Mm-hmm. I really forgot about this until I saw the onion tweet out a picture of while was Sean saying that he emerges the front runner for ah. the new James Bond. <laughs> Inconceivable. I would watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean this, so Daniel Craig's last, last go at bond, you know I mean? I know you were saying Dave, you try to stay away from reviews. I haven't really read too many reviews for no time to die. Cause I guess their embargo just lifted, but I, I did see like it sounds like they're saying like it's a pretty like emotional send off for him. So, so do we think that? I'm just thinking. I just it's been so long since I've seen it. The Black British girl is she gonna be taken over? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think they kind of like, hinted at that though. I think in the last one, I, she's just. Well, I don't think she was in the last one. I, I think I read. 
like it's and this is like it's probably revealed in the first like 10 15 minutes of the movie i think like bomb like disappears for like five years yeah, yeah. and i think like she's essentially like who they brought in to replace him mm-hmm. and then like he's pulled back into it yeah but i did hear which i i don't know that i've ever seen this movie since we saw it in theaters um i've heard like specter like is pretty important to this really so i saw one or two like tw- uh, tweets that said like like have Spectre like fresh in your mind when you Spectre's see Spectre's the one like he Spectre. he's opening is him running the Day of the Dead celebration, right? Oh, that was like the best part of the movie, and then kind of lost me the rest of it. I will say though, I think I said it before, the best one of all of them is probably Skyfall. I think it's my favorite one. I like Skyfall. I, I bounce back and forth between Casino Royale and Skyfall, but Skyfall is a great movie. Yeah, Quantum Solace is just like an ingrown hair, just painful, dull. Yeah. Not as, uh, not as good. That that the ending scene was one of the worst things ever. What happened? At the, I, I still yeah, never so, yeah. seen that one. He Stan just like talking in the snow for like twenty minutes. I I do want to watch these though before seeing No Time Maybe. to Die. I want to try and watch. I've breaks. I've watched them all. I'm trying to think. End in, in the snow. Well, let's was put that Spectre. Let's put it this way: Casino Royale has the best opening song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the opening, the song. Skyfall's a, sec- a close second. The Sounds one with Stan Smith is just complete Sam garbage. Smith's bad. I mean, the Quantum of Solace, Jack White, Alicia Keys one. I like that. That's not like a good Bond song, but it's What's a good the, song. Do we know what it's going to be in this one? It's Billy Billie Eilish. Eilish. The song came out like a year yeah, ago. Yeah, the song came out like February 2020. <laughs> is it bad? Bad guy. Yeah, it's bad guy. <laughs> yeah. It's everything I wanted. Yeah. Um, but no, I forget, I, mean, I, I forget what it's called. Yeah. But it's okay. Billy Irish featuring Rebecca Black. <laughs> yeah. Bi- Billy Eyelash is doing it. Billy Eyelash. I'm excited for this one though. People I get pissed off when I say that. I say eyelash. Billy Eyelash. People get like personally offended. They're big fans of her. Contrast to Venom though, this one's this is like two hours and forty three minutes. Holy yeah. shit. He's been a good bond. I mean, I really have never seen too many other james bond movies but yeah yeah i i've tried to i have the box set so i've tried mm. to go through them but um and i definitely still plan to but that's just like a commitment yeah which i mean there's no excuse with every you know all the mm. free time a year ago but there is another big movie the week right after which is one i'm excited for but i feel like it kind of gets overshadowed by these ones it's the halloween kills yeah. i did like the you know the kind of Soft reboot sequel mm-hmm. in 2018. I, I'm, I'm going to check that out again too before we see this one. But I like the yeah. original a lot. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, the original is good. I didn't watch the the first Halloween there from 2018. It's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, which is like a really surprising combo, but it yeah. works. Now this wasn't this supposed to come out last year? I think so. Yeah. And this is one of those where it's like, I've heard this one, because I think this premiered at, at Toronto International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. I think they said this one like ends on such like a cliffhanger. Really? Which, like, we are getting the second part a year from now. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of one of those moves. I'm starting to fear that this is becoming like another Fast and Furious franchise. It's just not going to go away. But I, I would say, though, I think it's different just because it's like that soft reboot. Like, I feel like... Maybe in the 90s, it was like Fast and Furious, you know? They like were doing the, like what they do with... Uh, like Halloween Jamie 2000. Lee. Halloween H2O. No, yeah. H2O. <laughs> I mean, there might have been a Halloween 2000. <laughs> That's the one, 2000. Yeah. Halloween H2O, let there be water. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What they do with Jamie Lee Curtis is cool. I mean, she's great in the in the 2018 one. She looks good in this one too. It's David's favorite actress. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> I like the memes. There's a meme. I always bring up the meme that I saw. It's the poster for um, Paranormal Activity, and it's just like her head smiling, and it says Paranormal Activity. Right. <laughs> God, those movies too. There's so many of them. We should like slightly just talk about this new Halloween movie on our ep- episode and just do a full review of um Halloween H2O. I'm sure it's on one of the streamer, the million streamers we have. <laughs> Who thought that was like a good idea to like make that the title? Did it come out in 2000? I feel like that came out in 2002. I, don't, I could be wrong. I'm just thinking like a crossover with that Australian Nickelodeon show with the mermaids. What the heck was that one called? H2O. Just that water. H2O. Just that water. <laughs> All right. Halloween That's H- a dumb title. Halloween H2O, just that water. Halloween H2O, 20 years later, came out in 98. And Jamie Lee Curtis was in that. So it was LL Cool J. I think all these are just prequels to Freaky Friday. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we got a few other things coming out that... That, so we got The Last Duel comes out that weekend, too, which is one of two Ridley Scott movies coming out this fall. Um, I think I'm a little more excited for House of Gucci, but I think this looks good, too. Yeah, this is one that I kind of keep forgetting is coming out, but it looks good. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard interesting things. I think it's told, like, the movie, like, has, like, three different, like, perspectives. Really? I think, like, each, like... I think Adam Driver's perspective is by one writer. Matt Damon's okay. perspective is by another. And I think the like Nicole like Olive Center. I think she does like Jodie Comer's like perspective. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it looks good. I mean, Ridley Scott, you know, he's a good director. Yeah. Guys, I think the Philly season's over. Oh. It's five two Braves by the seventh. I think it's over. That's disgusting. Do you think any of the Phillies are going to go see the last duel? I think they're, they're probably going to see House of Gucci better. Yeah. I was going to say maybe they're saving it for the weekend after with uh, Ron's going wrong. but Girardi said he's excited for that. <laughs> I didn't mean it's off topic. <laughs> no, you're good. No, it's a good. I, I like those little inclusions. Um Interesting, though, the week after, so we got October 22nd, so we got that day and date release for Dune, which we'll go back very excited for, um, and then the French Dispatch, which is that Wes Anderson movie that was like, that was supposed to come out last year, that's been delayed a few times, too, but it's just interesting, you got like two Timothy Chalamet movies coming out the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and so. the Fr- I mean, the French Dispatch looks good, but I'm definitely yeah. more excited for Dune. I'm also not a big Wes Anderson, like fan like i think some of his earlier stuff's good but i feel like he's just gotten too like yeah i think when weird. he when when he hits he really hits but mm-hmm. it's like all his movies are kind of just this i mean grand budapest hotel is really good fantastic mr fox and mm-hmm. and moonrise kingdom there's world tenant bombs is really good too those yeah. are probably like my favorites mm-hmm. yeah fantastic mr fox yeah you said that yeah i like that one a lot yeah. um but <laughs> dude i'm excited for yeah yeah, I mean, I read the book, like, mm-hmm. this time a year ago, so... Same. 
And I mean, the the movie looks really faithful. Mm. Um, kind of like Halloween Kills. It's like a trend. I think it's not. You don't get the entire book. I think you need like a second part. Yeah. I think that's what the rumor's been and mm-hmm. what a lot of people have been saying. But I mean, the movie looks really epic and. Mm. I'm excited for it. It's interesting, too, because I, I had read the book as well, and it's like, I feel like reading it, I'm just like, that would have been like, that's a perfect place for them to like end this and then jump into like a sequel. So I, I have an idea of where I think they're going to end Dune, the movie, okay. um, and then go into the second one, especially if they're saying if they do a sequel, Zendaya is going to be the lead. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I, John wrote a really good article on Collider about it, but um, I have an idea of where I feel like they're going to end. There's like I loved like I, I would I watched the trailer a ton of times when I was reading the book and I would just look for those like all right that's this part of the book and that's this mm-hmm. part and yeah looks cool I mean it's a great cast it's yeah like one of the best casts I've seen in it in a few years I think and Denevil knows mm-hmm. great director yeah but yeah now very excited for Dune and then October 29th we've got a uh, a new Edgar Wright movie coming out last night in Soho, which uh, which I think looks good. I'm I'm excited for this. This this is maybe one that like I keep forgetting, but it's like whenever I see mm-hmm. something for it, or I'm always like, oh, I do really want to see that. Yeah, really good cast. I like um I like the leads like Anya Taylor Joy. You know, I mean, she's been great the past few years, and then Thomas and Mackenzie, I feel like is a really good actress too. She was one of the better parts of old. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but Jojo Rabbit, she's really good. That was mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, her breakout. Yeah, I still have not seen Jojo Rabbit yet. Jojo good Rabbit's one. pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I we were talking about doing an episode about that a couple years ago when that came out. The dance, pretty popular, right? Dance. The yeah, end. there's like yeah. a finale. Yeah, and there there's one with uh, him and Scarlett Johansson, the the main kid. But um, did you ever see Baby Driver, Dave? I've not seen that either. Or like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I've heard of that one, but I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. I mean, I'm also not like... The only Edgar Wright movie I've seen is Baby Driver, which is like a really good movie. Uh, but Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is great. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Spacey stuff came in like right after that got, movie came out. Pretty soon, right after. Yeah, I mean, that came out summer 2017, and I think the stuff about him came out like that fall. Oh, but This is a stacked month, though. October? Yeah, I mean... If you, I, could, if you could only see one of these movies, what would you say? I had to go with Bond. Oof. Uh, that is, it's a toss-up between Bond and Dune. I, the, I think I'm going with Bond, too. As excited as I am for Dune. Yeah. I think I, I think I go Dune. Yeah. Not Venom? Not Venom for me. No. Yeah. I, I mean, if just this first weekend alone, I think I'd rather see The Sopranos than Venom, but I want to see them both. Mm. November, I feel like slightly a bit more quiet, like a little quieter of a month, but you do have a major release in that first weekend with the Eternals. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think what we have to give a lot of credit for with these movies, like staying with their release dates is, is Shang-Chi. Cause I feel like that was a big like test to be like, are people going to go out to the movies and see Shang-Chi? And while it didn't make as much money as you would expect, like, you know, a normal MCU movie to make, you know, all pandemic aside, I mean, I th- that made money, and I think it like made studios confident to be like, we can release these movies, right? Venom, yeah. especially, I think, because I mean, literally the week of Shang Chi, I know, like they were talk, like we talked about Venom getting pushed back to to January, 
and then it stayed. But it actually moved up a week, I think. Like yeah, Shang Chi absolutely helped, and then a Free Guy was like a really big mainstay mm-hmm. from August. But but Shang Chi, I think, was the bigger indicator because yeah, I mean you know COVID continues to rage, and Shang Chi came out like three weeks after Free Guy. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the seasonal cold and flu and all that combined with COVID, if that changes anything. Yeah. But even with like some of these movies, like I'm trying to think of like, and that's a good point that you're bringing up Dave, where it's like, you're going to have your audience that goes out to see, um, no time to die. You're going to have an audience that goes out to see Venom too. But like a movie, like, like French dispatch or last night in Soho, and I don't like saying it, but like even the movie like Dune, like I don't think that has as big of an audience as as those other like big franchises do. You know? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I think like Venom, I think definitely ha- Venom and Bond, I think are like the biggest. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is going to be the top movie, I think, of October. Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, I think Eternals has a lot of potential to take November. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it just looks like something very different for Marvel. And I think just just based off of what you guys were just saying, too, I don't think it was the appropriate environment to see Tenet. I, I think a theatrical release would immensely help that movie out. Mm-hmm. Just with attention alone. I need to see it on like a big screen. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you, you had a whole fall. I mean, I think that whole situation, you know, Christopher Nolan left Warner Brothers over that, you know? He was just really upset with how they handled Tenet during the, the pandemic. And, yeah. I mean, we, we saw it in a drive-in. We saw it in a drive-in, yeah. Definitely, yeah, so, definitely not the ideal place to see it. It was a good crew to our left. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if they even knew what movie they were seeing, to be honest with you. I don't think they knew what they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cool, though. The Navy Yard doing those, like, drive-ins. Like, yeah. I don't know, I'm more I'm more of a theater, mm-hmm. popcorn kind of guy. I don't yeah, but Dolby, Do, yeah. But and then Dol- Dolby, Dolby. Um, but then we can jump into yeah. I mean, John had brought it up. Then November fifth, we have Eternals coming out. The next big Marvel movie looks cool. Chloe Zhao, it's Marvel's first Oscar-winning director directing a movie. So I think that's pretty exciting. One of the most diverse cast, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It just looks impressive, like, just mm-hmm. the scope of it. And... Yeah. I also... One thing I was going to say, too, Dave bringing up, like, a diverse cast, like... I feel like Marvel tries to make a lot of these, like, diverse moves in recent movies, and it just feels very forced, but I feel like what they're doing with Eternals, like, is coming off, like, a lot more naturally. Like, you don't even need to, like, bring it in question or kind of, like, explain. It, it's just there which I think is the the right way to go for it. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah one of the, uh, I mean, we're probably both going to say it, one of the biggest releases of the year following up on November 10th. Or most requested. Oh, yeah. Clifford the Big Red Dog. We're going to, we're reviewing that for sure, right? That got greenlit? I thought that was just a someone made that on the internet. No, no, that is gonna happen. Did you um? So someone like I saw like someone like uh, chroma keyed a gold retriever just red. Mm-hmm. It was it's a live action dog, right? It's a it's a CGI dog. 
Oh, good God. You know who's doing motion capture for that too, Dave? John C. Riley. No, it's close. Edward Norton. No way. Yeah. Edward Norton is? Yeah. I think it's Edward Norton. And I think the voice is Mark Rylance, right? June Squibb. <laughs> June Squibb is Emily Elizabeth. <laughs> I was about to say June. <laughs> Sometimes well, <laughs> I feel like we're using up June Squibb a little too much. Just... I mean, should we have cast Frances Conroy? I, she was second. I was going to say her too. Ocean Cash by Nathan Lang. <laughs> oh, God. John Goodman. I'm trying to think of like, people that move awkwardly. Parker Dinkelman. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, just looking. I guess, like, November is definitely a lot slower. Yeah. It looks like the 12th, the next week, there's not really much. What's this, Bel- Belfast? Belfast. So that, that's actually picking up a lot of, like, award steam from what I'm hearing. That's a Kenneth okay. Branagh movie coming okay. out. Um, November usually just has, like, the one big blockbuster by Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, same thing with December. You have, like, the one big. And that's yeah. one thing, too. We're not, having, we're not getting a Star Wars movie this year. No. Yeah. That's the interesting yeah. thing with, like, the fall. It's like it's a lot. Fall and beginning of winter is it's a lot more, like, you get major blockbusters, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of the awards contenders thrown in there. I always like that. Yeah, and I mean, even just looking at the October 19th, like, you have Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is another movie that just got delayed a ton. Oh, you mean November? November, right. November. Um, and then, like, you have, like, that movie King Richard, which is another one that's getting a lot of, like, they're saying Will Smith is, like, really, really good in that. Um, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, that does look really good. I think Ghostbusters looks pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. Paul I Rudd. Can, I don't know that we Paul need Rudd. it. But. Yeah, I was gonna say I really I'm, I'm I don't I'm not super excited for that Ghostbusters movie, but I feel like if it comes out and people say it's good, I, you know maybe I'll go see it. But um, I'm not like super into that that franchise as much. Yeah, I definitely like the uh, the first two are really good, and I say what you will about the Melissa McCarthy the you know that reboot. It's not that bad. Like it's okay. I always forget about that 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 came yeah, out. Forgettable is a good way to you know, yeah, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Um, and then the week after, so November twenty fourth, this is that big like Thanksgiving releases. So you have House of Gucci, which again Ridley Scott's second movie coming out, which I think looks pretty good. House um, of Gucci parentheses Barry. Not yeah, not to be mistaken <laughs> by House of Gucci Barry. Oh, <laughs> uh, he. If someone made that meme for him, he's probably too lazy to do it himself, but if someone made that for him, he would repost the hell out of it. Did you hear that, Gucci Barry? John is calling you out. Got you banned probably a couple weeks ago, your live stream. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But, so House of Gucci, not Gucci Barry, comes out. A new Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Is that is that real? Yeah, I think so. I I, I'm I don't not, play I'm the not, game, so I'm not familiar with the game. I okay. guess that's a that's a thing from the game. I guess. Cool, what? A, it's an interesting title. Um, and then you have Encanto, which uh, is a new Disney animated movie. Which I mean, Disney usually kind of Disney usually dominates with like an animated movie in November at some point, whether it's close to Thanksgiving or earlier in the month. But and to make the distinction, this is not a Pixar movie. No, yeah, just strictly Disney animated. I think I could be wrong. John, you would probably know this better, but I think 
I was reading that like Encanto is also going to be available around like cr- on Christmas Day on Disney Plus free. I think like Christmas Eve. Is it? Okay. Yeah, and I think it's going to be free. Like I it's, haven't seen yeah. like a premiere access thing attached to it. I guess it's like a holiday type. It's so weird. But like only like for a few days, or is it going to be like on there? Probably just going to be on there. Yeah, that's maybe they're like anticipating like you know, like yeah, it's interesting that they're even like releasing it like yeah in theaters if they're just doing that like a month later. Yeah, a, a new trailer came out for this one today. It looks okay. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's hard to make it out from just mm-hmm. you know brief little snippet, but. Disney's usually pretty good. Yeah. They've been consistent lately. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Raya? Was that good? No, I still haven't seen, seen I, that. I, okay. And that's been on Disney Plus for like months. I feel like not too many people are making noise about that. but Yeah. No, yeah. I want to check that one out. I heard it's good. Um, And then, I mean, we really don't have anything really like first weekend in December, which is usually the case right after Thanksgiving. Not too many movies come out. Yeah. And then December 10th, so we actually got a really big one coming out December 10th, so that's Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, um, which, I mean, you know, people love West Side Story of Steven Spielberg. Again, I mean, I think this is probably aiming more toward, like, an older audience, so whether or not people go out to see this will be interesting, but we shall see. I want to check this one out. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. He's never done a musical, am I right? Never, yeah. yeah. He's my favorite director, so I... I yeah, wanna... okay. Yeah, no, it looks cool. I mean, the trailers have looked really cool for it, I think. Just imagine um, that a Christmas musical with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell just being directed by Spielberg. <laughs> he, he might have had a say in it. He, I mean, he's a producer on, like, almost every other movie you watch. So he might be a producer on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, or executive producer, but... <laughs> Uh, and then the week after, December 17th, we have, um, we'll, we'll get the, I mean, they're both kind of big movies, but we'll get the smaller one done quick. So Nightmare Alley, it's a new Guillermo del Toro movie, good cast, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe's in there. Oh, I know you okay. like him, Dave. Um, and that he's got, actually, he's got two movies coming out that day, because then you got Spider-Man No Way Home. Is he in that? Which I feel like he, he probably is going to be in that. <laughs> right? I think he's all but confirmed. Yeah. The trailer's any indication. Him and Chalamet with the double movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Chalamet, yeah. I feel like he's going to be one where they don't... Like, I, if we get another trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't think we're going to see him in it. Like, Yeah. I think they're, they're, they... They would show the villains, I think, sooner than they would show Toby and Andrew. Andrew, yeah. You're not going to see them in a trailer. I think that's just going to be the... In the movie. I don't think we're going to see them in a trailer either. Yeah. They probably don't even need to do another trailer, to be honest. Yeah. They will. I'm sure they will, but... Yeah. I was thinking... I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you look back at Endgame, though, we didn't really get, like, a ton of coverage for Endgame. They gave us, like, a little small teaser, and then they gave us a, a... you know, a little bit of a longer trailer in like March, yeah. but after that, like we didn't see much. Yeah, I think we got both, nothing. Both Infinity War and Endgame, they did like small, like minute thirty teasers or so, like like in December, mm-hmm. and then they did like a full trailer, like yeah. maybe like a month and a half before the movie, like the beginning of March. I remember in the past when like a superhero movie came out, you would get like the TV spots, like the Burger King, McDonald's commercials. Oh yeah, like you got everything. Mm-hmm. Like you got nothing with these ones now. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what they can hide with it. You know, I mean, I I think 
even when you look back, and I'll go back to Endgame too. I mean, like you had no idea Thor was fat in that. Oh, you had yeah. no idea that you were getting Professor Hulk, and I mean, they hid the Hulk like crazy. So, I mean, I think even though everyone knows Andrew and Toby are going to be in it, I don't think we're going to see them in the marketing at all. No. And then maybe like if maybe a week after the movie comes out, then you're going to start seeing them in like TV spots and stuff. Yeah. But we'll see. That's a good. That's a good thought. Yeah. But we've we've said a lot about Spider-Man No Way Home on this this podcast, so we can we can save our thoughts for the next episode. Um, and then the week after, so December twenty second, a little closer to Christmas. This is actually a pretty like big lineup of movies. It's like a bunch of different movies too. So you have Matrix Resurrections, which is another HBO day and date release. People are excited for that. The King's Man, which is a Kingsman prequel. Uh, Sing 2, which I know Dave has just been wanting to do an episode on for the longest time. So he's very excited for that. I like the Ellen John song in it. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And then we have A Journal for Jordan, which is a Denzel Washington-directed movie uh, starring Michael B. Jordan. So, I mean, you, you got almost like a movie for everyone in that. Matrix and Kingsman are pretty close together, but then you got a kid's movie and just an older adult movie friends fun and song that's what it's all about <laughs> yeah i mean i made i gotta watch i've seen the first matrix i like it a lot but i i want to re-watch that and mm-hmm. i think a lot i did i did watch the trailer but it's like a lot of p- things people were talking about i'm like i don't really know because yeah. i think like the sequels and like the animated stuff like has kind of come into play mm-hmm. i've never seen the the matrix so, okay that's yeah. a really good one definitely want to watch that either before. fine never Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do that, Dave. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, we'll watch that together. Do a live reaction to what? Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I mean, all really of them. Well, the first one. Let's just do the first one. Yeah, I've heard so the second. And red third pill, blue like pill. Right. Which which would you take, John? Yeah, you got to go the red pill. Red pill. Okay. It's interesting though. Neil Patrick Harris is in this. Whichever one the creator of Mr. Meaty chose, I'm going to take the opposite. Yeah, he might have gone blue. I think he might have went blue. Yeah. But Kingsman, I know. Like, is that another one that frequents FX, Dave? The Kingsman movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Golden Circle. I didn't like that one. I, I, I really liked the first one. I didn't like the second one that much. Samuel Jackson was funny in the first one. This movie he is was like... Good. I feel like this movie is like four years too late. Like Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe like two or three, because the, the sequel came out four years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in the category of, do we need it? No. I will see it. It's like, do we, do we need Lion King one and a half? No. Yeah, exactly. We did not need that. Luckily, this is not a direct-to-video release. We need Lady and the Tram 2, Scamps Adventure. Yeah. Just a whole episode on Simba's Pride. <laughs> yeah. We could do it. We, we can get that going, but... Um, I, I think with, so my thing with this is I feel like this movie is going to come out and I feel like if it doesn't make a lot of money, our chances of getting a Kingsman three are like pretty slim. And I think I would rather have seen a Kingsman three than a prequel. Yeah. But maybe That's this fair. is good. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean like Ray Fiennes looks pretty good in it. Like it's got a good cast. Yeah. And I think this is one, another, I think it was supposed to come out like a year ago. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And is this the type of... Well, I guess this is probably going to be... Yeah, it says rated R. So we will not be seeing this on Disney+. Plus. 
but Hulu. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and nothing really. I mean, Christmas Day. I guess one of the big ones is um, Christmas Day, Dave. We're actually so. We're getting a musical, Serrano. Um, with starring uh, Peter Dinklage. Oh, happy birthday! Directed by Joe Wright, and then we have American Underdog, starring uh, Zachary Levi, and it is the story of Kurt Warner. Oh, that one looks good. So I didn't watch the trailer. I saw a trailer came out for it. I just saw that. Yeah, that looks yeah. interesting. Um, and then the tragedy of Macbeth, directed by uh, Joel Cohen, and uh, starring Denzel Washington. So that's coming to theaters a couple weeks afterward. It's going to be on Apple TV Plus, but. Um, so what, Kurt Warner, like, what can you tell me about that? Is that, like, a good story? He's one of he's just the greatest yeah. football quarterbacks of all time. But he wasn't a quarterback, right? Wasn't he, did he play before, or? I have to look, I, I'm not, like, that deep yeah. into yeah, I think he was, like, Kurt he was, Warner. like, he worked in, like, a superstore, or, uh, no, mm-hmm. he worked in, like, a supermarket or something. That's how he was discovered? I think so. What can you tell us about Macbeth? Um, my high school English teacher was a dick. May as I memorize lines from it. I remember that. That's what you know about. <laughs> but, I don't. I don't um, yeah, it's actually like, like the play Macbeth. Some. Yeah, I think it's like a like a live like a it's, modern version of Macbeth. Yeah. So it's starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand. Um, it's interesting because this is Joel, Joel and Ethan Cohen usually do all their movies together. They're brothers, and. They're just they kind of separated for this one. It's just Joel, but the trailer looks really. Good. Did you watch the trailer? I haven't watched it. It, look, yet. it looks really cool. Like it looks. Um, like sure the cinematography in it is nice. It's just, I haven't never heard anything about this coming mm-hmm. out. So, just from what you're telling me, it seems like it's just gonna be another iconic like short movie, kind of like when Denzel did Fences. Mm-hmm. What a show! But yeah, this episode was a little over the, over the place, but. It's a nice little preview for what's to come. Yeah. We got some exciting things coming out. You know, we're definitely going to be seeing some new movies. And who knows? I mean, maybe we'll, you know, if there's a big TV show that is gaining a lot of buzz, maybe we'll kind of jump on it and do an episode on it. Right. Yeah, I know, I know there's a lot of stuff coming on Hulu, so that mm-hmm. might be something to look into, especially for the blog and everything like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there'll definitely be some TV content coming to the blog. Yeah, I mean, check out the blog, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. We're active on our social media, Instagram and Facebook. Are, we're mostly active on Instagram, but mm-hmm. we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Yeah. Check out John. So John does the good stuff with the blog. Mm-hmm. Check him out on Collider, too. He's got some good stuff on there as well. Definitely. Yeah. And just the thing to take away from this is that we're not going anywhere. No, we'll still be here. Yeah, we're, so. we have some exciting stuff coming down the line, and we hope you're here to mm-hmm. watch and enjoy, review, and crack a brew with us. Let's go. With that being said, this has been Postcode Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later.